That's right, y'all. Welcome to the Journey to Develop Her podcast. Let's go. This podcast equips you with the real estate and wealth strategies you can use to develop and enhance your skills, experience, and profits in real estate. While also being healthy on the inside and the outside. You ready? We are showcasing some of the world's greatest male and female real estate developers and entrepreneurs. Now it's time to develop. Here's your host, real estate developing queen, Deontay Chantel. Let's go. Girl, Deontay Chantel, real estate developer. And today, I'm just going to chat with y'all really quickly on how to develop real estate as a newbie. I did do a reel on this, but I wanted to go into full details on how to get started in real estate development as a newbie. All right. So if you're catching this on a replay, make sure you lock in and you share this video with everyone you know. Hello, 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 everyone joining. And make sure, um, for those who don't know, we do have a podcast, Journey to Developer, on YouTube, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, all of the podcast platforms. We do have an event that the podcast is hosting. It's our Properties and Profits Mastermind. We have amazing guest speakers from throughout the country that will be joining us on how to get started in real estate in the investment space. We're going to also go into development as well. So if you're interested in learning how to become an investor or developer, this is the event that you want to join, okay? So before we even get to the event on February 25th, it is virtual. So if you're in Texas, if you're in California, Florida, wherever in the world, you can lock in and tap into this event, okay? Tickets... Pretty much are on sale. We will be dropping the link ASAP. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, we do have one of our special guest speakers on here. DJ, Mrs. Acquisition Queen. Thank you. I don't know who Quad from Married in Medicine is, but I'm going to assume she's gorgeous too. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. DJ will be joining us representing the ladies in real estate. Um, so I'm excited to have her. And make sure you go follow her. She's the acquisitions queen. And she's doing great things. I've always loved her. And she started a new page. So make sure you guys um, follow DJ or acquisitions queen. Okay? So anyway, first things first. We did this live. I was supposed to drop part two and I didn't. So let's re let's run it back to what I talked about in part one. And I'm, let me try to remember what I said in part one. But basically, it's four ways or four steps to get started as a developer, as a newbie. All right? Um, no one's expecting you to know everything. And this is why you have to build out your real estate team. Okay? You're not expected to be the professional. You don't need to know everything. But you have to have, you need to have the right people and the right experts on your team to get it done. Okay. Don't ask me how I know because I don't have time to go into my story right now. But first things first, you want to make sure you hire a great architect. It's, I mean, that's the obvious, right? There's many reasons why you don't want to waste time with an architect that is inexperienced, slow, right? S slow architects could actually kill your deal. Um, or make you waste money, right? As soon as you get loans, 
from your lender for your deal, there's a there's a it's basically a waiting game, right? You're paying your interest and your your loan back every month in a hypothetical situation. So can you imagine if your architect is playing around with your construction plans or your architectural plans? And he's doing them incorrect. And now you have to continuously re revise them and turn it into your um, planning and zoning uh, or building departments at your municipalities. And your architect is turning the plans around slow. He's not getting them done quickly. He's making revisions, right? That's tying up your money. You literally could be stuck um, revising plans and, and submitting them to your zoning and building departments at your local municipalities for months and months and months, okay? So you don't want to get stuck out there, right? Because you're, all of these things are called holding costs. You're paying your interest every month. You're paying for your loan every month. And that's every month that your build or your new construction project is not being built because your plans are getting caught up in the zoning and the planning and the building departments. So you want to make sure you're working with a architect that will be able to get the project, the architectural plans done quickly. And the ones that you submit the first time will be the ones that will be approved. That's the hypothetical um, ideal situation. Um, you also want to work with the architect that an engineer that knows who they're submitting the plans to. That means they have relationships in these municipalities. They know what the those officers, those zoning and building officers, what they're looking for, right? Um, I would like to say there is a blueprint at every uh, zoning or building department, but guess what? They like to change things up. Let's just be honest with you. They might, you know, what they might have wanted in November 2022 it might be changed in March 2023, right? So you want someone that knows who they're submitting the plans to, how they want them, what they're looking for, um, so you don't waste time, okay? Let's just sum that up. So you don't waste time. So architect is key. Your builder is key, okay? You want to work with builders who know what they're doing. I mean, that's the obvious. You, Unless you're building a house yourself, you need to have the team in place to build your house. Personally, there's a lot of women on here, men on here that are talking about being general contractors, building out their projects. Guess what? I tried that route. It's not fun. It's very stressful. I don't want to build my projects. I'm sorry, hate to say it. Um, and I do teach people how to do it without micromanaging, without being your own general contractor, without being your own builder. I thought it was cute and sexy to do everything myself, but nope. I like it where it's a system in place where I can say, here you go. Here go your plans. Matter of fact, go pick up the plans for me. Go get started for me. And um, go build out that project. Okay? So you don't want to just take on too much that you can't even carry or chew. Like, it's just craziness, the stuff that I see. Literally, I've seen people, including myself in the past, be stressed out from construction projects. So we're not teaching that this time again, this time around. We're not doing that. Um, thank you, sis. My mentee is the best. She said, I'm the hottest in the game. No, seriously, like, we need to make sure we're not allowing people to lose their minds their heads in their shirts out here in these streets, these real estate streets, because it gets crazy. Um, for instance, we broke ground on my lot and I get to the job site today and um, they already started digging. They, they did not wait for me to show up. 
even though I got there on time. Got there at 9 a.m. They did not wait on me to get started. They just got started. And they ran into a problem right away, right? So the problem today at the job site was that there's a a, a, a plumbing sewer line that's ran into the middle of the, the foundation or the middle of the, the land or the lot. So we had to stop and go back to the drawing board because now we got to get that plumbing line rerouted in a different direction, which is okay. It will um, make some changes to the budget, but guess who's not worried? Me, I'm not worried about those things. You know why? Because I structured my deal correctly. I'm not worried about that being a new expense. No, we did not budget for that expense, but I'm not worried about it. Okay, so the way I structure my deals, listen, that's not a concern. All right, and you want to make sure you have a buffer in your um, your budget. You want to make sure that you are allocating funds just in case you need to, re oops, sorry, just in case. I got to put my lashes back on, y'all. Thank you. Just in case you get some unforeseen things added to the budget. All right? So your builder has to be A1, top-notch. You want to structure your deals with your, your builder correctly. Your architect has to be top-notch. Um, who else do you need? I forgot what I said in the first video. Attorneys need to be top-notch. Surveyors. Let me tell you something. My surveyor in the past, okay, not my recent one, but my in the past I've come across botched surveyors, believe it or not. Um, and this is why you have to make sure, even when you're working with title companies, your title companies have to be top-notch. Your title companies should be able to pull up any and all prior surveys, any and all prior deed restrictions and, um, and, and encroachments or in, entitlements that may have been on the title before you owned it. Right. And because I do have a legal background in the past, I was able to read the title report for myself to see that there were things that were encroaching, that were easements on my land, um, things that most people wouldn't pick up. Right. So I do go over that thoroughly with or without an attorney, because um, everybody just because they're a business doesn't mean they operate in integrity, doesn't mean they know what they're doing, even as title officers, right? So my title company told me that there was an easement on my land. My surveyor, he did a whole survey and did not notice that there was an easement. And I know you're like, how the heck did that happen, right? But this is why me, me being a ex-real estate paralegal, me being a ex-realtor, me being an ex-wholesaler, I know to look at these things. I even could have opened up a title company myself. Um, one of my business partners they actually have a title company. I was supposed to be a co-owner of it. So these are things that I know to do, right? These are things that you guys have to look at. And if you don't know how to do it, you're hiring people that know how to thoroughly go through these things. Because imagine if my surveyor, which he, he kind of did, he overlooked the entire easement. For my property mind you the easement was for a, a electrical company i guess they ran a power line in the ground um but again it wasn't an issue because it's not encroaching on where the property is going to be built 
right? So we didn't care. But the thing is, he, he tried to like overlook it like someone didn't know what they were doing, right? So we want to make sure that you know what you're looking at. You know how to read surveys. You even know how to read plans, right? You know what the cities are going to want when you're building houses as a developer. Because every municipality is different. What we do in New Jersey may be different for what y'all do in California, which I might do in Georgia. So let's just put that out there. But this is where your architect comes in at. Your engineer comes in at. They know what's going on in their cities that they're working in every day. Okay? Also, your builders might know, too, what's happening in the cities every day. Hi, Dr. Sweeney, Bruce. I'll pray all this well. Okay. Um, who else is a, a part of the team? Aside for the lawyers. Now, the lawyers, I'm not going to say just go hire your traditional real estate attorney. No, you need someone who is skilled in partnership agreements. People who are skilled in joint venture agreements. And I'll tell y'all later why I said that. Um, but some of the, the most creative deals I've ever done was because the attorney was skilled in the proper contracts. Okay, we're not talking about these rinky-dink purchase and sales agreements. Those are for newbies and beginners. If you're going to be a developer, you need an attorney that is skilled in partnership operating agreements, um, general partnership agreements, limited partnership agreements, the things the big dogs, big dogs are using. Okay, um, even those who are skilled in you using private money, meaning you're using people's private funds, right? Let's say people have capital, they want to invest in your project. You want to make sure you have an attorney that's skilled to help you uh, utilize those funds that you're about to get. Attorneys that know how to do notes on properties, mortgages on, on properties, things of, of that nature, okay? So just to do a recap, because I know some of y'all just joining, you're like, what is she talking about? I'm talking about building your real estate team. The people you need to have on your team as a real estate development newbie or a real estate newbie altogether. So we said architect, definitely for development. We said a builder, right? Because no one is expecting y'all to build your projects. Um, we said, Lord, what did we say? Title companies, right? That are knowledgeable. And we said attorneys. There's a lot more. And even surveyors, right? So that's five people. Um, there's tons of other roles that you will have to fill that you can fill but those are like the top four to five that you definitely need developing real estate okay um the second part was i believe the money source meaning you need people whether or not you have good credit whether or not um you have experience you need to be able to utilize other people's money. That could be the banks. That could be literally other people's bank accounts, right? Like they have money in their bank accounts. They want to invest in your projects. That could be a business credit, business funding. So even a, whether or not you have good credit, you could also utilize someone else's credit to get capital, right? So the, you want to make sure, one, you do have a good credit score yourself. I would recommend at least a 720 and better. To really be able to get the funding that you need with ease, okay? The 680 credit score doesn't really cut it. 720, 740 and up is where you need to be at. Um, you don't want to be running your credit all the time. But let's say that's not your story, okay? At some point, it wasn't my story either. I actually started in this business with really bad credit, with no money, 
and I still made something for myself by the grace of God. So you want to make sure you have people in your life that do have good credit, right? You want to make sure that they're mentally set where they're, they want to gain wealth. They want to invest with you. And you can literally use their credit, use an operating agreement, right? Create a business with them. And now you can pull capital by using their credit. Now, you just don't want to go to them and say, hey, give me your money. Let's use your credit to do nothing. You should have a project that you are going to allocate the funds for. You should know how to evaluate a project, right? You don't want to just pick up a project and the numbers don't make sense. If the numbers don't make sense, you're going to lose your money anyway. So get the proper education, read the proper books, get the best mentor that's suitable for you. It may not be me and I don't mentor everybody anyway. So you want to make sure you know what you're doing before you even start pulling funds, right? Using that person's good credit, wasting their money. You want to make sure you know what you're doing. Um, but that's just an example of how you would pull capital using someone's credit, getting an operating agreement, setting up a business with them, leveraging their credit can help you if you have bad credit. Also, um, like I said, it might just be someone that has a bank account with money in it. And you need to use their money, right? You need to partner with them or you need to uh, utilize their funds to make them more money. Meaning there might be people that may just say, hey, you could use the money in my 401k, just give me back 15% um, interest plus my money and we're good. You might meet people that might say, hey, listen, I have $100,000. I don't mind giving it to you, but I want to be a 50-50 partner. So that means I want a 50-50 equity share in that project. Someone asks, whose credit, Deontay? Your business partner's credit, whoever. So if you have bad credit, right, and you need a business partner with good credit in order for you to leverage their credit. If they have bad credit, you have bad credit. That's not a business partner. If this is a business partner that has a 720 and above, we can help that partner get business funding or utilize business credit to fund your projects. Okay? I literally have access to programs where you can get up to $250,000 in business funding. And that's for your business, right? Your business that's going to be a real estate development firm. Let's just put that out there. Not just any business. Now, you can use it for any business, but we're talking about real estate specifically. All right? Uh, we also help you get credit lines and all that stuff. I might have to turn on the light because y'all know I'm dark-skinned and it's getting dark in here. <laughs> it's getting dark in here. So I'm about to be non-seeable in a minute. Um, so with that being said, you want to make sure who you're partnering with, they're like-minded with you, meaning they want to gain wealth, build wealth through real estate. They understand what the risk might be, but they're willing to invest with you by leveraging their credit. Again, they might have money already. They're willing to partner with you on deals. It might be a 50-50 partnership. It might be a 30-70 partnership, meaning they get 30% equity, you get 70% equity. It might be, hey, I have $100,000. I only want 15% equity where I only want 15% interest on my money and I want my money back in one year's time. There's different scenarios. I've had people try to offer me $50,000 for 8% of their money. They only want 8% interest on their money. I've had people that offer me 
little money and they want fifty percent of everything. And I'm like, nah, we're not doing that. So different depending on how knowledgeable the people are with the money, they may want different terms. So that's up to you to know what the your what you want to actually do. It depends on how desperate you are too to do a deal, right? Excuse my house in the background. I just moved. But but um it's all up to you, right? So you want to make sure you know how to structure your deals and um know how to find people that have capital. And it might just be the people that's already in your Rolodex, in your email list, in your phone already. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what was the other part of how to get started, y'all. I can't remember a lot of things sometimes. But those are the main things. Building a team, finding the money, leveraging the people around you, making sure you guys are educated on what you need to do. Another person I definitely would recommend y'all adding to your team with would be a, a land wholesaler. Okay? I would say land specifically because they know what makes or breaks a land deal. So they know to not find you land that's in a flood zone. That's for starters, right? Um, they know to not find you land that is in a wetlands type of environment, right? Because you wouldn't even be able to build on that land. So if you just find somebody that has land and they don't know what they're doing, they don't specialize in land acquisition or land flipping or land wholesaling, and they sell you a land and you don't know what you're doing, everybody's screwed. Let's just be, let's be a bug about that. So I personally work with the land wholesalers. Yep. I personally work with municipalities that sell me land for really, really cheap. And I'm able to move and shake how I need to. Of course, I do my due diligence. Um, in my state, we have oil tanks. So, of course, I hire oil tank specialists that come out and um, run tests on the land or run tests on the soil to make sure that the soil is not contaminated, right? We make sure by using particular databases and software that the land does not have, um, it's not in a flood zone, right? So even if, let's say, your wholesaler, your realtor, whoever you're using to help you find the land, even a municipality, they don't, they don't care to tell you like, hey, this is in a flood zone. You have to do your own research. So with that being said, there are systems and databases that I personally use that can tell me, hey, this is in a flood zone. So Nain said, is there a particular program or school to take to get started in development? Yeah, I mean, you could go pay thousands of dollars at NYU like I did. NYU has a real estate development program that I went through. Um, it's literally about $800 per class. And their program is about two years, right? Um, they have different programs out there. They might charge you... $800 per credit. It's different things out there. I do personally have a mentorship program that I did not fully release because I do not have the capacity to work with everybody. I really could only work with people that are ready to actually start building now, right? Um, and that's for coaching. Like That means I'm going to see a project through with you. Doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm going to see a project done, you know, from start to finish with you. I'm going to educate you on what to look for right away, how to get your projects built out, how to fund your projects. Um, and that might that might take a year. Meaning for you to build a whole house, it might take a year. It could take you three years, right? We don't want it to take three years, but it could take a while to get certain things done. 
especially if you do it on your own. So let's say, and I know a developer, he spent about maybe $3 million on land in California. And to this day, he still cannot build on his land. Okay. So if it's a scenario like that, why cannot, why can he not build on his land? He can't build on the land because he didn't do the proper due diligence on what that city or that municipality wanted for the community. The good thing is with me, I do that due diligence. I know how to find the master plans for my cities. I speak to the politicians. I have political li- li- uh, excuse me, liaisons that went in and advocated for me. I didn't even have to show up for all of the meetings, but I did for about two that went in there and said, hey, this is what Deontay, her mission is. These are her proposals. This is the her client base. These are the people she want to build houses for. And they're like, okay, let's work with Deontay. And that's how I became a designated developer in my city and two of my surrounding cities. And I'm working on four more municipalities in New Jersey that are that have the same agenda as I do. They want to build affordable housing. They want to rebuild communities. They want to make sure they're working with programs and nonprofits and shelters and stuff like that. So those are the things that is greatly aligned with my mission. It was a great marriage, right? It makes sense. Um, so me coming into my my community building, they're not going to reject those proposals for what I'm trying to build. For this guy, for whatever reason, they've been rejecting him left and right. Literally. These, minutes, these politicians, these city councilmen, um, these zoning and, and building and planning officers are rejecting his plans. Now, I can't remember what he was trying to build, but they're like, heck no, we're not doing it. We're not allowing you to do it, okay? But see, if you don't know those things, if you think you're just going to buy some land and build whatever you want, you're going to be really, really upset when they tell you no. And in many cases, you could waste millions of dollars like this man has done. Now, he probably got a million dollars to play around and have sitting for years. I don't, okay, I don't. I'm going to be a thousand with y'all. I don't, I don't have that type of money. <laughs> so just parking some land. And it, at that point, the land becomes a liability. If you're not making money on that land, it's not an asset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, God willing, I'll have billions of dollars to play around with, but not yet. Not to be sitting somewhere and not doing anything for years on end. Um, and... It could be a situation where they're doing it because they just don't like the person. So you want to make sure you, I know I'm about to add God into this, but you want to make sure you pray for favor with God and man, okay? You can't do nothing on this earth when people don't like you, period. People don't like you, it's going to be hard for you to do things on this earth. hate to tell y'all that. I don't know what y'all pastors are teaching y'all, but if people don't like you, it's going to be extremely hard to do the things you need to do. Okay. Um, Nain, you could, we could set up a call. I don't really, I'm not a salesperson, so I'm not going to be like dropping numbers out here, but we could set up a call and I'll tell you how much I'm charging people. If anyone is interested in coaching for development, send me the word developer, just spelled out regular developer, and that will allow you to set up a call with me. If you're interested in the mastermind, That's coming up February 25th. 
virtually. We're not doing it in person, virtually. Um, you can definitely send me the word profit. And we will get you over a link for the mastermind. That is February 25th. It's so lit that I'm thinking for VIP, we might have to do a second day. Okay? That's what I'm thinking. I don't think we have enough room or time to go through everything in one day. That's how lit it is. So, yeah, drop me the, send me an inbox with the word developer when I'm done with this call. And then it, it gives you the, the link for the website. All right? But the event is so lit that I don't even know if I have time for everybody to see the information in one day. So we might do a VIP day. I will say VIP, you do want to get VIP. So we have um, two VIP packages where you actually, well, one of the, the main VIP package is the Platinum VIP. You get courses for um, Hack and Land Bank, I think. I think it's a Land Bank course. You also get an Airbnb Blueprint course. And you get the replay for the event. So I don't think you want to not get that, okay? I would give VIP for everything. Like, I've learned that lesson. I went to InvestFest and I didn't have VIP and I was mad, okay? Yes. Monica, you are my assistant girl, right? I thought I thought that's what the agreement was. <laughs> They're going to play. <laughs> no, Monica. Um, Monica's actually putting the, helping me um, with the back end of the event, so... At some point, Monica, we're going to just make you a moderator on everything, and you'll be helping out. Okay, so we'll talk. We'll have a meeting. She's like, I can't be. <laughs> we'll talk. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, y'all. I'm trying to think. Did we go over everything? I think we did. I'm probably, I'm going to definitely drop part two of that reel, because I'm sure it's more stuff on there that I'm not remembering right now. But those are the main things. Like, if you don't have a builder... You're not going to get a finished product, a quality product, right? You need to vet your builders. Um, they're not hard to find. You could just literally Google builders, and then you have to vet them. Of course, there's a certain type of builders that are certified in the state. They pay for special certifications, um, and that helps you to vet them better. And then, of course, they have particular bonding that they should have in order for you to want to work with them, okay? So they have surety bonding. I technically would not work with a builder that didn't have surety bonding, all right? So that's like an extra layer of insurance that in the event that they don't do the work with quality, you can actually sue them and get paid out right away, okay? It's more than just business insurance. It's bonding. So they literally have to pay extra to get bonded. They might even charge you extra because now... They're on the hook for anything that may go wrong. But that's how you want to do it, especially if you're building houses where we live or even throughout the country. These houses cost like $400,000 right now to build. So you want to protect yourself at all costs. You want to protect yourself. You want to protect your investors. Um, you want to protect your, your life at this point. <laughs> so I would definitely recommend getting builders that have surety bonds. Okay? All right. Love you all. Thanks for rocking out with me. I appreciate y'all. And y'all have a blessed day.
Thank you for listening to the Journey to Developer podcast with Deontay Chantel and her special guest. Listen, we want you to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and give us a five-star review. That would be incredible. To follow Deontay on Instagram, just hit up Deontay Chantel. That's D-I-O-N-T-E-C-H-A-N-T-E-L. And also on IG at Journey to Develop Her. That's Journey to develop her. You can hit all the links in her bio with that. Stay locked in, keep developing, and we'll see you here next time.